I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. How's it going, you guys? I'm Christy Code Red. My sister calls me El Jefe. <laughs> I swear that girl is the funniest person on the face of the earth. I mean, I think so. So, all right, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are talking about being a control freak because I'm a control freak. And that's totally okay. Now, if you think about a control freak, I so I was like, I was getting ready for this podcast and I, I said, I wonder what the definition of a control freak is because people, they will call themselves or they'll call somebody a control freak saying it is a derogatory term. And so I was like, what is the actual definition? All right, here's the actual definition. A person who feels an obsessive need to exercise control over themselves and others and to take command of any situation. All right, so that's almost me. That's almost me. I don't feel the need to take control over other people. But if I sense any sort of a weakness in somebody, if I'm in a situation and I sense any sort of a lack of leadership or a lack of management, if nobody steps up to the plate, or if I sense that the leader that's actually supposed to be leading the situation is not stepping up strong enough, then I immediately dominate the situation. So in order to be in a situation with me, you have to show very, very strong leadership. I have to have confidence that you know what you're doing and that I'm in very capable hands and that you are an expert and that I am not in this situation. I can go into a situation where I'm not the expert, but if I don't sense that nobody's the expert, then I still will step up and lead the situation. So I don't know. There's a portion of me that is a bit of a control freak. And, you know, I used to not be a control freak, by the way. I wasn't always like this. This was spawned from getting kicked in the teeth so many times over and over and over, being victimized when I was a kid, being in a domestic violence situation, having $36,000 stolen from me. That was a last straw. Being in a relationship, saving $36,000 in order to start my own gym, which is what I always wanted to do, and um, saving my money, and then realizing that I was in a relationship with a con artist, and he stole all my money. And it was just horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And that was the last straw for me. That was the time that I put my foot down and said, all right, this is it. And then I meet Miles, right? Who's the most wonderful, fair, honest man who would never, you know, do that, never take advantage, never, you know, that kind of thing. And yet, because of all the things I've been through, I had trust issues and I have issues where I want to be in control and I want to dominate the situation. I do. I want to be in charge and I want to make sure everything is going the way it should. Now, what does this have to do with rebel weight loss and lifestyle? Well, I want you to be a bit of a control freak and I want you to stop thinking that being in control or being, you know, you don't have to call yourself a control freak because I think that does make it seem like some, you know what I think of when I think of a control, I, I think of someone like, like, you know, their hair is out to here. They got a whole room full of employees and they're like the CEO and they're screaming at the top of their lungs and they're just like, Wah! 
ah, just freaking out. Like, I mean, that, you know, being unreasonable, being stupid. And I even asked my sister, Carrie, who's the COO of Code Red. And I said, am I a control freak? And she said, you like to know that things are getting done, sis. And she said, you're not a jerk about it. And then I asked Andrea, who's our copywriter. And I was like, you know, where do I fall in this category here? Because I wanted to know what she thought. I knew that she would tell me honestly. And she said, you expect what you expect from people that work for you. And it's true. I want to show you, I dug out of the garbage. I'm sorry for those of you not watching my video. Um, but I dug out of the garbage. Um, this was the to-do list for yesterday. <laughs> and uh, those of you watching, I have uncrumpled a piece of paper and it's a to-do list. It probably has, I don't know, 20, 25 things on it. And this was just yesterday. And this was the to-do list for the day before. I like things organized. I like things detailed. I like to be on top of things and I like to accomplish things every single day. And I do, Andrew is right. I absolutely do expect that from the people who work for Code Red, the staff, the leaders, the coaches, the subcontractors. I absolutely expect everybody to do exactly what they say they're gonna do. I want everybody to work according to their job description. I want things done on time. And nobody, nobody that works for Code Red is ever late on things. I mean, they're absolutely amazing, but that's what I expect from them. And I just don't think that's a bad way to be. I think that in the words of Ronald Reagan, trust, but verify. And I have measures in place, and I learned this from James Friel. James Friel is my business coach, and he has been for quite a while. Natasha Hazlett is also my business coach, but they teach me two different things. And James has been working with us for almost a year, working with Code Red and has gotten us to where we are now. And we would not have been able to scale and grow without him. And he really drilled this into me. Trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. Have systems in place to where you know what's being done. Uh, you don't have to be a jerk about it, but you have systems in place where you're getting reports. You can see what people are accomplishing and you can see what's taking place. James says, I, you know, you want to see reports. I want to see KPI reports. I want to see weekly reports. I want to see what people are doing. I want to see that things are accomplished. And it's just, I think, and I was taught, it is a way of keeping your finger on the pulse of your company. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So circling back around to you, you're listening to me right now and you're like, Christy, you know, I'm a dental hygienist. I don't run my own office. Christy, I'm a stay at home. Oh, <laughs> you run your own office. Let me tell you, it's called your household. You're hands down the CEO of that household. But you might be like, Christy, you know, I work as a checker at Maverick or Christy, I'm an anesthesiologist or, you know, I'm a little league coach. Whatever you do, you have got to maintain control of your situation. And let me tell you something. You can control more than what you think. I want you to step up and stop just assuming that you can't control this situation. Well, this just is out of my control. Nah, you know, I want you to stop. I call bull crap on that. I want you to stop for one second and say, is it really out of my control? Believe me, I get this sometimes. Your brother-in-law got into a motorcycle accident and is now in the hospital with a broken leg and a broken collarbone. I get it that that part is out of your control. But there are things. Let me give you a couple of examples of people that I don't think would mind me sharing this. Nisi. I have a friend named Nisi. She's also a Code Red Rebel. And recently, her husband had surgery. And the biopsy results were not going to be to her for another 10 days to see if the cancer had spread. 
Man, so there's a situation. Okay, well, we won't know anything for 10. 10 days, she was just thinking, 10 days, 10 days. And she said, Christy, I was like a dog with a bone. And she freaking called that doctor day in and day out. She called him and she called him and she called him. She called his office like every other hour. Like she was freaking calling all the time. And guess what? He got the biopsy results back in like a day. And she called and she said, could you talk to me? Do you have the, yeah. He goes, yeah, I have the results. Well, awesome. Can you tell us what they are? My husband and I are dying here. Yeah, I can tell you. She got the results in two days. And a lot of people think, especially with medical situations, I don't have any control. I don't have any control. Believe me, I believe you've got more control than what you think. You can be a niece, you can be a dog with a bone, and you can be the squeaky wheel. You can keep asking, is there something I can do to get this answer quicker? Is there somebody else I can talk to? Let me give you another example, and maybe not my finest hour, but <laughs> so Andrea, the one I just mentioned, Andrea, she does all the copywriting for Code Red. She's amazing. And she, a couple of months ago, went into the emergency room. So I went to her when I heard she was in the emergency room. I went to her and I sat with her. And Andrea, what did we sit there for like freaking three hours or something? And so I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, her vital signs are normal. Listen to me, like I know what I'm, everything's, she's fine. She's sitting up. She's freaking starving, right? by the way. She hasn't eaten in hours. She's really, really hungry. And they're just waiting on one little basic blood work that they took like two hours earlier. And, and so she sat there and I was like, Andrea, like we need to say something. All right. They got to know something because they keep saying, we'll have this back in 20 minutes. Well, then an hour would go by. It would be 20 more minutes. An hour would go by 20 more minutes. And I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you, you guys know that when you go to the ER, nothing happens quickly. And I was like, Andrea, you know, we got to say something. Well, she wouldn't say anything. She won't say anything. And finally, I got up and I walked out there and I was not a jerk. But I was like, guys, this is ridiculous. We have been here for hours. We want to go home. She wants to go home. She's fine. Can somebody please tell us what's going on? Can we please get the results of the test? Can you please at least tell us that the results are in? Can you tell us something? And please, can you tell us an accurate Thing. You know, I'm going to get her something to eat and bring her back to her, go to the vending machine or something. There's got to be something we can do. We need to know something. Sure enough, oh, here comes the doctor, you know? And I'm just saying that you know, a lot of us, we give in and we give in and we don't stick up for ourselves and we don't control the situation. We don't control what we can control because we just assume we have no control. And that is baloney. Another example that I recently experienced, I agreed to go speak out of town halfway across the country in October. And I wanted to go ahead and jump on and book my plane ticket because I like a specific seat on the plane and I like certain flights and I like certain connections. Okay, go ahead. And I know you guys are like, okay, Christy's a little bit more weird than we thought. No, hey, laugh if you want, roll your eyes if you want. I travel a lot and I know exactly what I like. I know, I know the kind of connection I want. I know the airports I want to connect to. I know what kind of connection that gives me anxiety or makes me comfortable. I know which Delta lounge I like the best. I know my best seat in the Delta lounge. I just know exactly what I want. And I travel enough that I know a lot of these flight times. I know, especially I travel mostly with Delta. I, I have kind of a lot of uh, schedules memorized. I know what flights are leaving when. So... I just got online and I booked my own plane ticket. I just kind of thought, you know, I'm going to book my own plane ticket and I'm sure she'll just pay me back because that's part of what came with the speaking was a flight. Well, I let her know I booked my own plane ticket. And she said, oh, no, that's not how we do things. We don't reimburse you. We handle all of the travel. Well, my anxiety immediately went to 10 out of 10. 
again, you guys, I realize I'm putting myself out here and I'm probably going to get a lot of haters from this, but I do not want anybody to control my travel. I want to 100% book my own travel. I want to 100% pick my own flights. I like really, really early flights, like the earlier, the better. I'm an early morning person. I want to be on that first flight out in the morning. All right. I know exactly when I want to come home. I'm very particular. I'm very particular about my seat on the plane. I'm very particular. I know what I want. There are airlines that will absolutely not travel. And there, you know, so I was like, oh, she goes, no, no, no need to do that. Go ahead and just cancel your flight. We're going to book them about eight weeks out. And I was like, eight weeks out? I mean, I had a hard time getting the seat I wanted even this far out, right? And so I was like, oh, oh, man. Like, I seriously would not even agreed to speak if I would have known that the travel arrangements were going to be taken care of for me. So that's how much anxiety I have over it. We came to an agreement. She went ahead and reimbursed me. And she was, you could tell she was very irritated with that. It was ultimately my fault. Ultimately, it fell back on me because I'm not the one that made those clarifications before I agreed. Yeah, I'll agree to speak. I would like to make my own travel arrangements. And, and I learned a big lesson. And I'll never do that again. Like I'll never agree without clarifying again. Nobody makes my travel arrangements but me. So I'm not kidding. I'm very, very particular. So this is another example of me. But see, I guess, you know, I have turned into this kind of control freak, you know, is in control of travel arrangements. I Like for our vacations, I absolutely trust him. But that's for our vacations. This is not work-related. When it's work-related and I've got to stay on a schedule, I do what I want. Even on vacation, when I finally get on vacation, and you guys remember this from my vacation I just did to Croatia, I 100% vacation on my own terms. I don't feel pressure to do what anybody wants me to do. I don't feel pressure to go where they want, to eat what they want. I don't feel pressure. I want to go, I go on the tour. If I don't, I don't. I stay back, I take a nap. I mean, whatever I want to do, I do. And I just want you guys to kind of channel your inner Christie. I mean, I don't expect you. I realize I have swung really pretty far this way. I am very extreme. I am pretty extreme. I imagine a lot of you guys listening to me right now and watching me, you're like, yeah, that's pretty extreme, Christy. Well, I have accomplished quite a bit in the last few years. And it's because I work my butt off and I expect what I expect, not only from the Code Red team, but for myself. I have massive massive goals that I can't stop thinking about. I eat, sleep, and breathe Code Red. I eat, sleep, and breathe this company. I constantly think about my clients. I constantly visualize where I want the company to go. I visualize where I'm going to be. You know, I even like talk about my health and my body and my body composition. I visualize what I want to look like. I visualize. I mean, I'm very, very much in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of my diet. I'm in control of my exercise. I'm in control of the people I hang around with. I am a control freak. And in every situation I can, I will control the situation. You know, if I go to the coffee shop, I get there when it opens at 6 a.m. That's because I want my favorite spot. I want my favorite seat. Could I get there at 6.30? Probably nobody would be there. Yeah, it'd probably be fine. I don't want to risk it. I'm rigid and I want what I want. So I'm saying to some degree, channel your inner Christie, to some degree, try to be a little more like me in this way. <laughs> because I think that a lot of you guys really let people walk all over you. You let people just say, oh, okay, oh, okay. Especially if you're a mom, my mom's listening right now. You just go with whatever your kids want. Well, I wanna do, I wanna do something. I wanna be there for the kids. I wanna, I wanna take a vacation that the kids will like. And I get that, I believe. When the kids were little, I remember when they were little and 
I would take vacations uh, when I was married to Jason and we would take vacations and we would invite the nieces and nephew along and we would do things they would like, you know, like water parks. I mean, you know, you're an adult, you're not going to go to a water park, right? You know, and you'll go to a water park for your kids. And I, I get that. I get that. But at some point during this whole process, you are going to have to stick up for yourself, lay down some boundaries and learn to say no and learn to say, nope, we're going to do it this way. Because this is the situation I can control. And this is what's going to be best for me and my anxiety level and my happiness. I think you need to try to come my way a little bit. And again, I realize I'm extreme way over here. But I think it's really good that you at least come my way because a lot of you guys are way over here. And you let everybody walk on you and you let everything happen and you just give in and you give up. and You're just like, well, whatever. I mean, nothing burns me more than my mom. My mom absolutely hates confrontation. She does. And if she was sitting right here, she would be nodding her head. Yeah, she's, I hate it. She hates and she avoids it at all costs. And growing up, there were a couple of times where mom and dad needed to step up and stick up for us girls. And my dad, being a police officer, had caught so many kids with their hands in the cookie jars and their parents saying, no, not my kid, you're lying to me, and calling my dad, the police officer, a liar when he caught that kid red-handed. And I think that he was so hell-bent on not letting his girls, you know, always, like, no matter what, the adult was always right kind of a thing. And there were a couple of times where we were actually right and the adult was wrong and we were never... My parents, you know, that's just the way they were with us girls. And so my mom hates, 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 hates confrontation. And, I mean, like, she'll get immediately sweaty. Like, she hates it. She avoids it. And I... And, of course... You know, if I'm in this situation and my mom's starting to get walked on by somebody else, I mean, man, you want to see, I step up and I'm like, whoa, I mean, I'll always protect her. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you accusing my mom of buying this, using it, and then returning it just because she's cheap or like, you know, like things like returning something to a store. She just hates doing that. And so that is not good. My mom is so hates confrontation that she'll let anybody walk on her. She will. She's really bad at sticking up for herself. And uh, it's been really hard for her. And now it's 66 years old to learn how to do this. And of course, oh, Carrie and I'd like just push her. We really push her. We're always like, mom, 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 you know, which makes her more nervous. And she'll say, I know girls, I know I need to. And I'm like, mom, do you need me to call? Mom, do you need me to, and do you want me to step in? Do you it? Let me, you know, and so she's like, I got it, I got it. To the point where she won't even tell us girls when something's going on because she knows that Carrie and I will be just a couple of hens. I mean, like we'll just jump up and uh, really step into the situation and be like, oh, this ain't how it's going down. Let me tell you how it's going down. So, especially when it comes to weight loss, guys, if you're on the Code Red program and you are, you know, you're trying to lose weight and um, you're going over to somebody's house and they don't have Code Red food and maybe you brought your own food or whatever the situation is with your nutrition, with the food that you take in, if it's a potluck or if it's a family dinner, if it's a birthday party and there's food involved, learn how to take control of the situation. Learn how to stick up for yourself. Learn how to go to bat for yourself. Learn how to put down boundaries for yourself and be in control. Don't fly by the seat of your pants. We don't do that on Code Red. We don't fly by the seat of our pants. You pack your food. You are prepared because we don't want to be in a situation where we can't control it. And if you are in a situation that you can't control, find what you can control. And you know what? Ain't nobody going to die from skipping a meal. So you need to skip that meal, then that's fine too. If you get some, well, there was nothing I could eat, so I just had to eat the panini. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. If there ain't nothing you can eat, then you go without eating.
That's what I say. And you might think that's cruel. Maybe you shouldn't do code red because those are my rules. We do not give in. And I just want to encourage you to control that situation. There's more going on than you can control than you can't. So put your thinking cap on. Don't just automatically roll over and give in. Instead, fight for it. Fight for yourself. Fight for your lifestyle. Fight for your kids. Fight for your marriage. Put up some boundaries, people. I urge you to stand up and say, no, let me just think about this. Give me a second. Let me think outside the box. What can I do? Is this situation truly 100% out of my control? I think ultimately you always have some sort of say-so in something. It's all the way you look at it. Okay, I hope this helped somebody. I don't know, you guys. I love doing these podcasts, though. Look how fancy I am. <laughs> I got a fancy podcasting setup and a fancy camera, and it's always good to talk to you guys each and every week. I sure appreciate all of you. If you need help with your weight loss, I am telling you right now, Code Red can help you at least join our 10-pound takedown challenge. At least see if it's for you. At least see if you like my... If you're listening to this podcast, you probably like my style. You probably like the fact that I'm a stickler on the rules. I don't know. But at least check it out, 10poundtakedown.com. At least see if there's something we can do to help you. It's a $47 challenge. That's so great. You know, like you just get in, you're like, yeah, yeah, I like this. I want to go further. Oh, you know what? I tried it. Not for me. Whatever you think. Real food, water, and sleep. I don't know how that's not for you, but okay. Maybe you prefer $400 a month shake memberships, but okay. Good to talk to you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. You guys have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.